Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And that'll do it! Piotr Jan is an undisputed world champion at 27! Incredible. Incredible. Wow. I mean, that was just an amazing performance. His right hands are landing all night for Rivera. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, Matt Sarah still in Abu Dhabi. Um, I hear he bought property out there and he's refusing to come home. So, uh, Valley, thank you so much for, uh, I, I love when you're available to come on. So I'm so happy you're here for this, this episode as well. Yeah, this is always fun. And it was such a great weekend of fights that I couldn't wait to be able to talk about them. I know. And, and I want to start before, because we have uh, Piotr Jan uh, coming on this morning, as well as uh, Jimmy Rivera, and and of course uh, Jan, uh, uh, the bantamweight uh, belt against Jose Aldo, and we want to talk to him about that. But I, I would love to uh, to know what you uh, thought of that Max Holloway uh, fight because it was very strange judging. So I would like to get right into it. Um, I will say, obviously, I thought Max Holloway won the fight. Uh, I did think that Volkanovski won the first one. I thought Max was wrong to think that he won. I thought Volkanovski won the But the judges had it, Phoenix. They had it. They all had uh, one and two for Max. And I had, I had round three for Max and four and five for Volkanovski. But I realized two of them had round five for Volkanovski. One of them had it for him. And all of three for Volkanovski. So am I crazy? I, I thought that he won round. I thought Max won round three. And then Volkanovski, the final two. What did you think? I want to watch round three again, but I totally thought Max won the fight. I, you know, I, I agree with you. The first fight that they had, I thought yeah. that Volkanovski won. Yep. Um, and then I'm looking at this fight, and I thought Max did a lot more damage. So I'm wondering if I watch round three again, was there was there more takedowns? Was there something that I missed that they saw? You know, the difference here is that there's no – there's no crowd. They're listening to every strike. Right. Was there something that I missed? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's even Dana agreed that the 
the judging needs to be taken a look at. It was one of those things that we talked about the open scoring last time we talked to Max and we, and we talked about what, what would change if you thought you were down and then are you going to start fighting reckless because a judge has made a, a poor decision? So it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how, how would he have, because, uh, I can't believe there were people that thought it might be two, two going, it's not the worst robbery I've ever seen, but I felt that it was pretty max knocked him down twice. Um, yeah. And I thought that again, again, from what I remember thinking that, uh, I remember they're saying, Hey, max can't coast this round in round five. So, I mean, I didn't think he did, but he, and he shouldn't have, because I, but I did think Volkanovski won rounds four and five. Uh, but it was a very strange bit of judging when I looked at the cards, and I saw that they all gave it to uh, Alexander in uh, round three. I was like, wow. They, they, again, they must have seen something I didn't. Um, but that was really, really – I also thought uh, Namajunas against Andraj – I was surprised. How was that a split decision? I mean, I thought Rose clearly won, uh, uh, I guess it would be uh, 28-27. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, two, rounds to three, two rounds to one. I'm getting the scoring wrong. Um, yeah, 28-27, I think. Is, is, is she won two, two rounds to one, I thought. Um, well, it's, again, who, who are the judges, right? Because Andrade rushes forward. She, she's just that type of bull. Right. It's a bull and matador situation. So some people will look at it to the untrained eye and say she's controlling the action because she's the one moving forward. But if you're getting beat up, even though your opponent's backing up, if they're beating you up on the back foot, they're still scoring, they're still winning. So I wonder if that the reason why they thought Andrade was winning and is because she's moving forward, which isn't, you know, always the case. It doesn't always mean that you're winning just because you're moving forward. Right. Yeah. And, and I definitely thought that, uh, that Rose was doing, uh, exactly what she should have done. I thought she looked great. She took more damage in that third round. I definitely thought it was the first two for Rose and the third for Andrade. Uh, and you can see Rose got, but I don't know how anybody saw that as being Andrade's fight. She looked better, though. She definitely looked better. Like, she had learned from the first fight with Rose. She was taking a lot less damage. She did have better head movement. It was like, okay, she, she was losing, but she was doing better. But doesn't necessarily mean that you should judge her on her, la- her doing better for her last performance when it comes to the cards. But she did improve. Yeah. Um, yeah, she definitely did. Um... But it was still a great night. I just, what did you think of Usman and, uh, I mean, Usman against uh, Masvidal was such a, it kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. Um, Masvidal's takedown uh, uh, defense was very good and, and he really was, was so solid defensively. And Dana raised the point in, in the post fight press conference about how he had to be in shape. There's no way you, you fight him on the cage like that for five rounds if you're not in shape to fight. Yeah. Uh, Masvidal was just so good. He's in, he was in shape and he knows he was in shape, but like, I think there's a second level to the in shape, knowing that you're going to spend it pushed up against the cage. That's just like, a, there's cardio. And then there's like, I'm competing against a wrestler cardio. And that's why he was critical of his own performance. Um, if you're not a fan of either Masvidal or Usman, how could you not be after the post-fight press conference? The, the, the way that they both spoke, not only about their own performance, 
nuances, the positives and the negatives and about each other. It's like, you guys are true athletes. I love you both. I mean, I was so impressed by that. The truth is it's just, uh, Usman did what he needed to do. You have to squeeze the juice out of Masvidal. You know, that guy can explode and knock you out at, at any point, especially the way he's been performing. So, look, he, he had to do what he had to do. I think, what was his quote? It was like, whoever's criticizing me needs to spend 25 minutes in the cage with Masvidal. It's like, yeah, that's really true. Well, the thing, too, in the first round, when he threw a kick, and again, uh, you know, Usman put a stop to that pretty quickly, grabbed it. And part of that could have been that they weren't slippery at all. It was the first round. He grabbed his foot and got on top of him. But the fact that Masvidal was able to get up, um, yeah. he didn't spend – and again, they weren't – the same thing that got him brought down, which was the fact that they really weren't slippery. Uh, and he was still able to get up despite that was amazing. Uh, sure. That Usman was not able to keep him. And he's just such a – this is what being a veteran means something. He's so fucking smart and good at getting his back to the cage, knowing exactly what he has to do to get back. Um, I don't think many people uh, could have done what he did as far as preventing uh, Mas uh, uh, Usman from keeping them on the floor for, for literally right. 25 minutes. I thought he did a better job than Woodley at that. As yeah. much as, as Woodley is, is, is a, known as being a predominantly a wrestler, the fact that he was able to, uh, to get up is seemingly often and easily as he did was uh, impressive. But then props again to Usman who says, okay, he gets back up every time I take him down. So now I'm just going to press him against the cage and wear him down, which means yeah. that Masvidal is right now in the gym somewhere pressed up against a cage saying, let me learn how to pivot out. Let me figure out the ticks, the, the tricks so that he doesn't have that head control so that I'm not so pinned. Cause that's freaking exhausting. You know, you really try to like rotate your, opponent and get out of those positions so you're not just kind of stamped up against the cage it's very very difficult i mean and exhausting so i would like to see a rematch with them eventually as they yeah. work their way back i think that that division has so much cool stuff that could pretty much happen at this point that you know another uh, the, the fact that you know mr nice guy is out there wonder boy he could still have another rematch with Masvidal too. I would love to see that fight as well. I, you know, Garb, uh, Garbrandt, what am I saying? Um, Covington, we don't know what's up with that, if he's ever going to come back or what he's going to do. So there's a lot of matchups there that, like, that aren't for a belt that are still right. pretty fun. Absolutely. And Covington, I think, unless he, he wouldn't come back. I mean, I, I heard his jaw is broken. He said it wasn't, but... Yeah, he'll be back to fight I me. Mean, I, I, that was uh, he, he fought very well in that fight. And the fact is that there was like virtually no takedowns against him, him and Usman, which was kind right. of entertaining. Everyone thought it was going to be fought on the floor, and it wound up uh, it wound up not. And those foot stomps, Usman's foot stomps, like you don't see that sometimes. And I've never seen as many in a row as he was just putting him against the cage and stepping on his fucking foot, and you know that hurts. Um, yeah. and, and and it's like he was obviously so uncomfortable being pressed up. He wasn't even really moving his foot. I guess there's not much you can do, but Usman was throwing those body shots, just those body shots, those body shots. And I know they don't look like much, but I mean, from, from that distance, like, you know, I mean, just like a little short punch and, and those really do sap your energy.
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Peter, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How nice is it to hear Champ next to your name right now? Насколько приятно слышать слово чемпион рядом с именем. Очень приятно, да. It's very nice. Every um, buddy has been talking about the referee and the late stop. When when you were uh, in the fifth round, were you surprised that the ref let it go as long as he let it go? Ну, может быть, можно было где-то остановить. Yeah, he could probably stop it earlier, you know, even like in the first round. He could have stopped it in the first round. But the uh, referee tried to give every chance to Aldo to come back. But I think he made a bit a, a little bit mistake by stopping it late. Do you think, uh, I was, because we haven't seen Jose use the leg kicks uh, and as much as he did against you. Uh, were you expecting them, or did you think that he had gone away from them, uh, or did you think because you, he expected you more to box that he was going to use more of his leg kicks? Yeah, I was expecting low kicks, and I was expecting good boxing from him too. Yeah, I was actually surprised at the amount of uh, leg kicks. And it looks like, uh, were you surprised when, when you knew that the belt was vacated? Were you surprised that um, Jose Aldo was the opponent? Um, a lot of people expected Aljamain Sterling um, were you surprised that they announced uh, 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 Jose, or were you expecting him? Yeah, I was supposed to fight Moraes at first, and I was expecting fight against him or Aldo. Aldo, because he was supposed to fight for the title against Sihuro, so I thought probably it's going to be him anyway. Oh, you kind of expected him, okay. Um, and Aljamain will obviously is then going to be probably the next guy, uh, barring any major event. Uh, how do you how do you approach uh, a guy like Sterling who is probably going to have a much different strategy than uh, Jose Aldo? Knockoutировать <laughs> его. Yeah, my plan is to knock him out. All right. Yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good plan. Uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, what translator? What, what's your name? Uh, Syed. Hi, Syed. Um, so, Peter, what's awesome is your tweets. You know, even though I guess the English is a second language, your tweets responses are so funny. So to Cody Garbrandt and a few others, you know, is this the translator helping you with your your tweet responses to them when they try to troll you? We we work every day. I control my Twitter. Yes. <laughs> 
So the last uh, tweet that you had with Cody Garbrandt, he said something nasty to you, and you you said something back to him. Can you tell us what it is? No, no Cody Garbrandt, no chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no chin was the response. I was like, okay, his English is pretty good for that one. And then Henry Cejudo had some yeah. stuff to say as well. Cejudo clown. Uh, yeah, were you surprised that Henry still paying as close attention as he is and still commenting? Yeah, Henry left, but I think he can't handle his girl right now. That's why he's talking about coming back. He already said he's betting his girl on the line against Volkanovski. And now he's talking about me. It's yeah. funny because, you know, you were given the opportunity without being able to beat the champ. So does that bother you at all that you never got an opportunity to take the belt from the champ? He ran away. If he will come back, I'll beat him. And uh, where are you now? We were trying to figure out if you were in the airport or the hotel. Yeah, we're still in the hotel. We have only one charter flight scheduled back to Russia on Moscow. It will be on the July 26th. So for now, we're here. We're looking at the options to go home. Yeah, maybe I'll have opportunity to fight again before I leave. <laughs> you enjoy, are you going out at all and, and seeing the city at all? Or do you kind of stay in the hotel? Are you isolated? Yeah, we can't go to the city. We're kind of like on the island in the safe zone that we cannot leave. So all we can do is just go around the hotel like breathe some some of bit some a bit of the air, fresh air and that's about it. It's very challenging to do everything on Fight Island to begin with, you know, very long flight, extreme heat, strange time to fight, you know, it was like three in the morning or something. How did he deal with all of that adversity? I think since we agreed to fight, we have to understand, doesn't matter what circumstances is, we have to deal with it, we have to risk a little bit sometimes, but all of us are in equal situation. Was it uh, seeing Aldo across from you after having watched him for that many years, how long does it take you to adjust to the fact that you're actually fighting him as opposed to watching him? I'm sure that when you're watching a guy for as long as you've watched Jose Aldo, it, it's something different to be standing across the cage from him. What did that feel like? For me, it was very important to test myself because everyone knows Aldo is dangerous, you know, he can hit hard, he can, he can finish you at any time. So for me, it was important to go in there and test myself and to prove to myself that I deserve to be there and I, I can beat him. Yeah, I mean, even though uh, Phoenix is right, you didn't fight Cejudo yet, you still had to beat, um, you know, one of the best uh fighters of all time to get the belt. So it wasn't like you, you fought an easy fighter. I mean, uh, and, and congratulations. It was a very, very impressive win. Um, and, and I thought you, you dealt very well with the leg kicks and with what he was doing, um, which he threw more of than I thought he was. And, and you looked great. And, and congratulations. And I can't wait to see the fight with uh, Aljamain Sterling, who I hope is next. I believe Aldo is more dangerous opponent than Sterling. You know, uh, Sterling is very predictable. We know what he's, what he he will try to do, and uh, I will be ready for him. You know, he doesn't have a knockout power. You know, he's not dangerous for me in the striking. So I'll just be ready for his game and I'll finish him. Who would be the most dangerous in that division? Do, who, who do you think would be a good challenge for you that you would like to fight? I Aldo will. I think Aldo was most dangerous opponent in this division. Uh, I think not many people can handle first first three rounds with Aldo. 
So saying like the first three rounds, did you guys kind of know that he starts to slow down? Did you think that you would get the finish towards the later rounds? Yeah, this was our strategy, uh, just to pressure him in the first round, faint more, make him work, make him miss, and then start to picking up the pace after the third. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much, uh, Piotr, and congratulations. It was a great win over a legendary fighter and uh you know you deserved the the shot and i, and I was really happy for you so uh, congratulations and i'm sure we'll talk to you again thank you take care champ you gotta see the the footage all of the work that they've done there's a video that like explains how they put together fight island the guys that do the production at the ufc are just top notch i mean it's yeah. gorgeous and they show if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I highly recommend watching it. They show all the work that's been put into that island, how well the fighters are being treated, how much they're taking COVID seriously. It's, I mean, I'm jealous. I wish I was there. It looked really, really well done. And the fact that a few people have tested positive, I think is actually a testament to how well they're doing this because they're catching them before the fight. Like yeah. uh, Jacques Array and you know, even Dean Thomas, who was going a few different guys who, who uh, uh, Munoz, I think uh, there's a few guys who uh, tested positive, but it, it's, it's not getting to the point where they're actually there getting into the cage. So the testing is working. And I thought at one point I thought, wow, Dana waited too long. This fight Island, it took a little while. To, and then he said, July. I'm like, fuck, man, it's going to be almost getting ready to get back to normal by then. And then boom, the summer hits and things are even yeah. worse. So it shows you what a brilliant move it was. And uh, this is going to keep the UFC in business. Anything they want to do. It, it, it was a genius move. And it's even smarter now than it was when they first conceptualized it. I, yeah, I was always kind of like, look, somebody's got to make a move to get things back to semi-normal. And at least we have fights. I mean, it, it's like kind of, you can't, there's no new movies to watch. There's no new, any content coming out except new fights. So that's awesome. You know, I mean, it, it, this thing is hitting people. I mean, Jimmy, who we're about to have on, he had it. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, kind of crazy it is hitting close to home the longer it's been out there the more people i know that have caught it and yeah you know it's a scary thing but the, the key is really to live a healthy lifestyle so that your immune system isn't so compromised but um yeah it's it's freaky it is yeah and then you know just when you think like ah it's not a big deal like uh, you know people are dying i don't know what the hospitalizations are the amount of people getting it could just be because they're testing so many more people so there's right. no many, so many more positives but I would let the hospitalizations are what the uh, are what we will tell you. Like, is this just a bunch of people that have it and they're getting tested so it looks worse, or are the hospitalizations going through the roof? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I, I don't even know. I just like I don't pretend to be a medical expert. You know, I work in the health and fitness industry also, so I could tell you about like rehabbing your shoulder and exercise. But I don't know this COVID stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I just know that I just try to keep myself healthy. And right. it, it, I'm working for a new fitness company now, which is why I'm like cutting weight. It's why I feel like one of the fighters right now. Um, but it's like an at home because that's really what everybody's doing. It's like an at home bike and like a whole bunch of other equipment and online videos that you watch because that's what everybody's doing. That's what everybody has to do. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, cutting weight, I, I really should cut weight. I was looking at myself on the elevator on the way up and I'm like, what a lump of shit. Like what a fucking lump I turned You're into. You're always doing this to yourself. Why but I know it's, it, I, I tell you, it's because my eyes work. Unfortunately, you know, if it wasn't for mirrors, you'd never hear this out of me. If I was blind and couldn't feel my side fat and I had no mirrors, but since, since all those things are in play, I have to, to, to voice it. Like I've just let myself go you got the um, quarantine 15 yeah yeah the COVID 19 as i've heard it uh yeah <laughs> I, I put a few on uh, i don't think that much but probably about 10 pounds and um you know it's, it's Get yourself this is, one of these let me try to hook you up with this new fitness this mix is what it's called mix fitness m-y-x and you get a bike and everything. You just work out in your house. What is that picture behind you? I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, I've been noticing oh, that the whole, I really like the color. The green is great. It's the Matrix. Ah. <laughs> so wait, so you were training with Jimmy Rivera. Let me hear the, the story. Were you working out with him? Yeah, Jimmy had, um, I've talked about it for so long. And Jimmy and I had communicated prior to that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I forget if I texted him or he texted me. Or, or D, and I'm just like, fuck it, let's just do it. Like, stop, just go. Um, and I wanted to do privates because my schedule with the morning radio show with UFC Unfiltered two days a week, and I was doing stand up at night and travel. Yeah. It's like classes, there's no way I might be able to get one no, a weekend. Because the best way you would do it is like four in the afternoon when there's no classes anyway. You know? Yes. So I mm -hmm. was doing it. I went and took a private or two with Jimmy, and he was so nice and so accommodating. Yeah. But then I said, I want to take classes too, because I don't only want to be comfortable with one person. I want to be comfortable in a class situation so I can mix and match and do both. And um, I forget what night of the week. It might've been the Monday I was taking, or the Tuesday I was taking the class, but I love the class too. It just happened to fit in the time that I was doing it. And um, it was a beginner's class, of course. Everybody was pretty much like, I think there was one brown belt that I would, we would kick the, uh, you know, like trade off on the bag together. But uh, it was really, you could feel the difference um, in, in a short period of time. The hardest thing for me to throw was the hook. Like the, the hook punch. For most people. Turning for the foot. People. And I was yeah. watching recently footage of, of Tyson and Francis Ngannou, more footage of those guys. And Tyson was just throwing some hook punch. And obviously, you know, you know I'm, I'm not an asshole enough to compare myself to Mike Tyson. But when you watch a guy who's that good at something, it's like watching a painter, and 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 I find myself watching feet a lot more than I ever did. You I never should. watched a guy's feet, but just watching the perfect—it's like literally, yeah. like almost like he's he's a, like on a machine and being turned in perfect unison. Um, it was kind of fun to watch, like, but it's hard to. I used to have to go like left, right, left. In my mind, I'm I'm telling myself yeah. what what to pivot on. I would make my students wear like one rubber band on one hand so that they could feel the difference between the left and their right. Because if they're not visual learners sometimes, or, or like they get a little dyslexic, you're in there. If you have a feeling, you know what, what, you know what your left hand feels like, it makes it much easier to follow directions. So things like that. Or when I was boxing, I would have two different shoelaces to try to learn the, the footwork to, to get more comfortable with balance oh. between both feet that helps a lot too and it, it kind of upsets me when people teach punching first because if you don't have balance on your feet and then you try to punch you hyperextend your punches you don't really punch well you've got to have that like foot base you know and it's funny because jimmy's from um tiger showman's yeah. and a lot of people like shit on tiger showman schools which is so dumb because it's a name you know like it's it's a 
it's a franchise, but they're mostly owned by fighters or former fighters. Yeah. They're very good. When I would commentate um, kickboxing and Muay Thai shows around uh, the tri-state area, they would roll up like 30, 40 Tiger Showmen. Like they would come in big crews and the fighters were always good. Like they were really prepared for combat. So they changed with the times. They, they went from Tiger Showman's karate to like Tiger Showman's MMA. And they have really like evolved. Lyman has a school in Lyman. Good. Yeah. In, in Manhattan. I went to go visit him, work with him. He was helping with my spinning back kick. So I would definitely, once life is back to normal, I would check out Jimmy's school. I would definitely want to kind of train and hang out with him. Yeah. I love it. He's such a good teacher too. It's almost like when you, when you have a guy who's so good at fighting and, and everything he's showing me, you want like you can't do it better than he's doing it. So when I'm watching him, and there's a part of me self-conscious, like he's got to spend time with you know, like I'm just this fucking guy who's never done it before. But he, he doesn't make you feel that way. He makes you feel like it's it's okay. He like he's he's done his training in the morning already. And uh, you know, I think sometimes these guys teach beginner classes, A, because it's their school, but also because they they're constantly drilling the the fundamentals into themselves and other students. But what a good teacher, like what a really patient. Uh, and there was a guy, Angel, who was, who was giving me uh, lessons as well. And uh, just really, really patient guys. And that's what I want. So I had no embarrassment and not being good at it. Like I was afraid of being embarrassed. Like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be great at this. And uh, when you realize that you're in a class and nobody is great at it, except for the guys showing you, the rest of the people are learning too. And nobody's looking and nobody gives a shit what I'm doing. Um, so I got over that pretty quickly. Yeah, there's a thing in, in um, Japanese Zen, it's called Shoshin, keeps a beginner's mind. Because in the beginner's mind, there's many possibilities. And in the expert's mind, there's very few. Mm. So you always have to keep like that open mind. And why should you be hard on yourself on something that you've never learned before? You know, it's a very egotistical thing to think that you should yes. just be good at something that other people spend hours and hours of time drilling over and over again no matter how much of an expert you are you still throw a jab you know what i mean it's that's what honestly it's why i love martial arts and jim rivera is a bad motherfucker because yes, he is it was like 20 fights in a row that he had won until he finally lost to marlin right. and then the people that he's lost to are all the top three top five in the division so who 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 is he lost to? He, Aljo he, and uh, Aljamain Sterling and Piotr. And Peter and yeah, so that's it. So he's he's a bad motherfucker, and Stamen is a good matchup for him too. I think Stamen just won recently. Actually, he he his brother had passed away, and then he fought. Oh yeah, he did. Yes, um, that's right. God, I can't think of the name right now. But so he he just fought recently. So this is kind of a good matchup between the two of them. I believe Jimmy is just ranked like one above him. Brian Kelleher. Yeah, yeah. In, Ju in June, right? It was in June. So it was recently. But, June 6th, um, yeah. So that, yeah, it's really good. Like, um, it's, a good, it's a good matchup. I know that he was going to step in for Munoz, but Frankie said no. And that kind of makes sense because like at this point in Frankie's career, he doesn't, he, should he keep taking risks? You know, he wants to fight and go up the ranks in that division. He's not ranked in that division yet. So I get why Frankie said no, but I'd love to hear from him.
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There he is. Hey, Jimmy. What's up? What time is it right now where you are? Uh, 842. 842 Vegas. p.m. or a.m. No, I'm in, I'm in Abu Dhabi. We're eight hours oh. ahead. Oh, no, it's, it's dark outside. I'm not going to move the phone at all because if I move or I do anything, it just like freezes. The internet's okay. not that good here. <laughs> yeah, and plus we, we were just saying to everybody is working from home. Everybody is online. So no matter how good your connection, uh, it, it gets shit once in a while. What time are you actually fighting? Like I, I know you guys have to completely flip into the morning. What time is your fight? 7 a.m. So I just woke up probably like an hour. No, about two, two and a half hours ago, I woke up and I've been going to bed like every night around like, I went to bed last night around like 10 a.m. here, 10.30. Yeah, so blackout curtains. Is that, yeah, yeah. as much as you can. Not, it's not the best in the hotel. Before you came on, we were talking about uh, the school and, and how great it was going. Then, you know, as soon as I can go back, I'm going to go back. But it was, it's, it's, you guys are so good with, a beginner and somebody who has never trained before. You made me feel very comfortable. We'll, we'll be open, man, soon. Uh, either July, between July, I want to say between July 20th to 27th, just because we were going to originally open up July 20th, but I had to get pushed back since I had the fight. So oh, good. Gonna okay, awesome. We're going to open up soon, but it's going to be like super, there's going to be super guidelines to it. So yeah. um, there's like, yeah, there's like, it's they're all, 45 minute classes, but there's a 15 minute break in between and you can't, you really can't come early. You have to come in basically that fit in that 15 minute period to, so you could take class. We uh, did more, a little bit more than six feet of feet apart with uh, you know, where the bags are located. Everything's like contactless. You literally come in, you work out, I teach a class. And then from there you head, you head home. So uh, there's right. like no locker rooms. You could just use the bathrooms downstairs and upstairs to change and to change real quick when you when you leave you know we I, we're trying to figure that out whether you're able to change or you just kind of have to head out or just a quick change because it's just like there's only that 15 minute period we have to like get people out and bring the next set of people in so you have less people interacting oh no interaction at all basically it's like you come up you take your temperature um, I'm going to do a whole video for the students so they know what, what to expect, but you literally won't be able to get into the, the building. The building will be locked off until you're, you're ready for your basically that 15 minute period. That's when we'll send the class out and then we'll bring the next people in for class. 
Oh, good, man. Okay, so yeah, there's going to be a system to it uh, that, that makes people, and, and I'll be honest, even when I was training there, and, we, and we, even when we would share a bag, it didn't feel claustrophobic or like we were too on top. So if people are separated, it, I, I think that's going to work out very well. I think you guys are going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a whole plan set up, and uh, we're just excited to be able to open back up now and, and to kind of get the ball rolling. It took, it took a little bit of time, but um, what we fall under technically is not a gym. We have it's something else, so we don't have to wait till the gyms open up because we're the ID code or whatever you want to say that we fall under is a little different. So we're just excited to open back up and to see the kids and see our, our adults and be able to start teaching again. I mean, we've been doing online classes since we closed, but it's not like to have in person interaction. I mean, look, it's something, doing something's better than nothing. And you, you can keep yourself sharp with shadow boxing, but there's just, when you're in a martial arts school, the energy you get from training with other people, the camaraderie, it, it's just like, it, it's, it's been hard not to have that. I mean, training for fights in general for you, what have you been doing to kind of combat the fact that you, you don't have as many access to sparring partners or facilities? Right. Um, we, I mean, slowly everything started to open up. So it was kind of good in a way that, um, you know, I got pushed back for a fight date. Um, but um, we opened up our gym for our fighters May, the second weekend in May. And when we just started training again, because we had, we had uh, Lyman Good and Shane Burgos fighting um, at the Apex Center. So we kind of opened up just to train, but there was actually a loophole that we found out that you – technically could open up your gym to train because you're getting ready for a fight. So it's not against the rules. We, you know, we were just very uh, hesitant to what people would come to the gym the first month we opened up. So this way we're not spreading it. You know, we had people get tested and stuff like that before they came in doing temperatures and stuff like that as well. So this way, you know, we're not spreading it or making it worse and everybody's training safe. We were talking about the fight with Cody Stamen. Can you tell us a little bit about, about taking it last minute and, yeah. and what made you say, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, they gave me Cody Stamen and then at this, um, I, was, I found out Monday night and then I also found out Monday night that Pedro Munoz was out. So I actually said I would step in for both, but I'd rather step in for the Frankie fight. And when they got back to me, they said, Frankie said, no, but you could still fight Cody. So I was like, all right, no problem. I'll take the Cody Saban's fight and get in there and uh, fight, you know, and just do it. I was like, it sounds good to me, you know? So two part no, no, question no. though is, is uh, why would you prefer the Frankie fight? And then why do you think he said no to it? I don't know why he said no to it. Maybe he was just picking out stylistic wise and he really wanted Pedro. And I saw that it got rescheduled for mid August. Mm -hmm. um, but the Frankie fight, I mean, listen, I've, I've got to train with Frankie when I was training for the favor fight. And uh, you know, he's a cool dude. Old, but at the end of the day, he is a legend in the sport. He's, you know, done it all. So it's a great, uh, a great fight. And, and, you know, in my perspective, great name to, to fight, you know, when sure. I had the choice to fight favor or three other guys, I picked favor. And I remember Sean being taken back a little bit. I was like, you know, favor. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a nothing to lose situation. You go in there, you're fighting a legend in the sport and uh, to fight another legend in the sport would be great as well. So I was like, yeah, definitely, you know, would love to fight Frankie. 
to answer ahead, why he probably again. said no, if you know, my guess, and, and, and Jimmy's a humble guy, is A, he wanted to reschedule this fight, but I also think Jimmy is a, is a huge risk. And, and it's like, who the fuck wants to deal with Jimmy Rivera? Like, wh- why would he want to have to, why deal with that if you didn't have to? And I think that's all, almost uh, a testament to a, a respect, the fact that he probably just did not want to, not that he's afraid of anybody, but why take that risk if you don't have to? That too, I will, I will agree to that too. I can't blame that. I mean, all the guys that I've fought, um, you know, the guys that are coming up now are like, it's more like I'm getting the guys that are coming up. And I don't want to be a stepping stone. I want to, you know, fight for the belt. But unfortunately, when you look at the rankings and stuff, they really don't mean anything. You just got to go in there and fight and put on a show. Yep. So that's been my main focus. So with the Cody Stamen fight or a fight in general, I was like, all right, let's, let's just do the fight. Let's set it up and let's uh, go forward with it. Can you give us an assessment of Stamen and what, where he's dangerous? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, You know what? I think Stamen's like, it's funny. It's just like the same build as me. He's got the same kind of uh, style that I do. I just, I think I'm just a little bit more, you know, not trying to co- sound cocky, just better well-rounded than he is. So uh, I think at the end of the day, I think it's just, you know, anything can happen. I mean, but he's just a tough opponent. He's a tough opponent. He's in the top 15. Um, it's same similar styles that, uh, that we both have. So, you know, when I did get the opportunity this last minute fight, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. It's, uh, you know, fight that you know makes sense and uh he's very similar to me so it's one of those things that i don't really have to train a whole fight camp for okay that's good that's good to know be it that it is like short notice the other thing i want to say is that you are puerto rican and italian and so am i (laughs) that's a good mix right (laughs) the great mix best of both foods i'm glad you're not saying that to me because i'm irish i would have just had to agree to be polite i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) I know some uh, arroz con pollo and uh, some uh, chicken parm. I can't. I mean, I can't wait to eat. We we have like uh, what is it? I'm about uh, a little less than 24 hours to weigh-ins, and I'm just looking forward to it. I can't wait. Oh, that's right. This is a Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. That's right. Jesus. Um, I, I keep forgetting. No, I fight Thursday morning here. So mm-hmm. I fight Thursday morning here, but it's a Wednesday night card. Right. So crazy. It's weird. Yeah. I was like, I had to go back a couple of times. Like, are you sure we're fighting July 15th? Cause that's Wednesday. And they're like, yeah, no, it's July 15th. And it's really weird, weird to fight on a Wednesday. I've, I've done a, a Sunday before because of uh, February when the, the Super Bowl takes place and all that. Oh, right. But yes. I, I've, I've never done, uh, you know, I have, I mean, I haven't done a Friday fight and since I was signed to the UFC you know, fighting in Jersey and the local circuit, but I've never fought on a Wednesday. So it's a little, it's a little weird, but we haven't saw, saw sunlight because of when we have to fight and stuff. We've literally been going to bed when the sun's coming up and waking up when the sun's going down. So uh, I'm missing a little bit of uh, vitamin D and yeah. we've been quarantined. We've been quarantined for 48 hours. So my 48 hours is up at 1am today. So oh. I just can't wait to be able to leave the hotel room and actually walk around. I was able to leave one time to get tested my like third or fourth test for the COVID. But besides that, we've been locked in a room. Like I literally have, and unfortunately I would show it, but I, the video will probably cut out. I literally have a treadmill in my room and some mat in my room so we can work out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. When are you coming back after, uh, after you uh, win this fight? When, when are you, uh, 
Are you coming back uh, or do you have to wait for the charter? Because we just talked to Piotr Jan. He has to wait for a charter. So are you stuck there for a while? I No. I mean, the way it looks like is I leave Thursday and I come back Thursday and I don't even know how long I'm in Vegas for until I leave because I, I leave 11 o'clock a.m. Friday morning at Vegas and I get home Friday night in New York, New Jersey. So I'm assuming like I fight, I have a couple hours and I get on a plane and I take that 15 hour flight home. Damn. What are you watching on the flight? Or are you just passing out? I'm hoping I get first class again. Like we did, unfortunately my coaches didn't. And they were able to make like first class in a long flight is awesome. They literally took our pod that we had made it into a bed. I literally watched a little bit of a movie and passed out for the whole time. I woke up, there was two hours left in the flight. So it it worked out really well. It worked out really, really well. But I did watch, again, Ford versus Ferrari. (laughs) uh, Christian Bale's a great actor and very into cars. And I just loved the whole, you know, it was very interesting to see the concept and to see, you know, mostly it was true that we saw, you know, to see what actually happened and just to have them put a movie together because my wife and I did go on our anniversary in November and we did went, we went to Mondonia and we did go to, we did the Ferrari experience where I got to take a Ferrari out and drive it. But we also went to the museum too as well. And it was a blast. We, we had so, she didn't have that much fun because I put her in the backseat of the Ferrari. I was like, yeah, just come with me, you know, just enjoy the experience. And we were doing the mountains and stuff. And she was just like, she, she was so sick at the end of it. She threw up halfway. Like we did a halfway point where we stopped. She got out. She threw up. She was like, I feel like shit and threw up. We, it was an inter- interesting vacation because she went into the vacation not feeling well, like a stomach problem. And I went into the vacation being congested. And then halfway through, we flip-flopped. And I had her stomach problem and she got <laughs> being congested. Oh, and then finally towards the end, we kind of came out of it. So it was an interesting anniversary but we had fun we went to uh honestly i forgot what we did first but we hit florence rome uh modena and bologna and it was a blast and the trip like people tell me they spend like 10 15 grand on the trip i think we spent spent all together among travel and flight and stay three grand it's not bad at all yeah that is not bad at all it's awesome too because like when you are in martial arts, you get to kind of travel around the world with the martial arts on top of I guess like whatever vacationing and stuff that you did. Now you're in Abu Dhabi. You know what I mean? Like it's so crazy that you're it's taking you all over the world. And being like it's, a very health conscious person, like how are you planning to sort of deal with the environment and the heat on top of the last minute fight? It's fucking hot. So we had the door open last night and we trained for like an hour and a half. And I literally, it was just in a puddle of sweat. Like I couldn't believe how hot it is here. It was 116 the first day we landed. 116. I was like, holy shit. Um, How we're dealing with it is that I'm not really leaving outside that much. I know that we're hoping where the venue is, is that it's, they're blasting AC in there. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. But, yeah. uh, you know, if it's going to be super hot, we'll deal with it. It's not like it's a tent when they did the last Abu Dhabi fight. So I hope it's uh, I hope it's not too bad. We'll see what happens. I, from what I heard from the last one um, from this weekend, it, they, they took care of that. It wasn't 
they were okay. Yeah. Everybody was fine. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that hot because the, the event arena doesn't even look that that big from watching the fight Saturday night. Um, I think I think it'll be good. You know, it's just we finally get out of here at 1 a.m. or quarantine, so I have to get out of the hotel and walk. I know it's going to be <laughs> fucking hot as hell, yeah. but I got to take a walk. And I just, I mean, we've been walking on the treadmill, and my teammate hates the treadmill. He's been on it. My teammate, my coach, Lewis. He's been on the treadmill like a handful of times already because we've just been stuck in this freaking room. Yeah, just yeah. bored. Yeah, we're we're staring. Uh, yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was like, and you need that vitamin D too. Like, I don't know if it affects you the way it does me. Like, I just need sunlight to energize. I I can't. The being stuck inside is really tough on me. I don't know if you feel oh, the same way. I feel the same way. I hate being it, but it's just you have to like just for the fight I have to adjust just so like I'm not tired when I get into the octagon and fight so it's just a big adjustment like literally as 3 4 a.m hits we shut the curtains so I just don't see sunlight so I don't get yeah. a, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you a mental fuck excuse my French but no it's, I, so it's I true I agree yeah so I just don't even pay attention to it at all but Tuesday our weigh-ins are in the afternoon so I'll get some sun and then there is a race course here so we are uh, – I plan Tuesday night to go into the race course and get into the car. Hopefully I can figure out a way that I could drive it too. I don't know if they let that. But I'm like, I can't wait to just actually go. We literally hear the cars going from, you know, 9 to 12 in the morning and then 6 p.m. to like uh, – I think it goes to 11 p.m. So tomorrow night we got that going on after the weigh-ins are done. And then what's kind of cool is being in quarantine when you're in another country and you have a Netflix account, whatever country you're in, they always have all the movies that the United States doesn't have, which I don't get, but like they have like every movie. So we're able to watch like almost anything on Netflix, which I really enjoy. I wish Netflix would actually do that shit in the United States. That'd be great. (laughs) But when you go overseas, they have everything like any movie you think of or any TV show, they have it like, my, 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 my teammate and I are huge fans of How I Met Your Mother. They don't have it in the United States, but when we came out here, they have it, the whole TV show. And we just usually watch it to fall asleep because it's like 20-minute episodes, yeah. and we've seen it like 10 times already. We just keep going through it from episode to episode. So, you know, when I was, was commentating in New York, I would commentate all the kickboxing and Muay Thai shows. Tiger Showmans used to roll up strong like 30 people for one fighter and stuff so I know that you guys are just so used to having that like support system and the crowd how will you deal with the no crowd situation um and the fight coming up you know what it doesn't bother me I'll be able to hear my coaches even better and hear his coaches even better and the fact that he doesn't speak another language I'll be able to hear what his coaches say so that comes in factor I mean there was a time when I fought Dotson three fights back where, you know, that was a tough fight because you run in on dots and you get caught, you know, that's his, always his game plan. So, you know, I either said his last fight, he stood toe to toe was, uh, I think it was Pedro Munoz. He fought. So I said, it's going to either be a side fight or a boring fight. And people didn't understand. I was like, it wasn't like the fight people wanted to see that brawl because he was running and I couldn't run into him because I didn't want to get dropped. You know right. what I mean? He, he's a dangerous guy. He's got a lot of speed. He's fast. So at one point, you know, it's funny. My coach was saying uh, uh, um, that he's scared or something like that. He doesn't want to get hit, this and that. And I just – he started saying stuff, 
to kind of mental fuck with Dotson in a way, but it was true. Like I hit him with a good shot and he was just, you know, outside the whole time. And, uh, he, uh, I just, I kept it inside. I didn't laugh, but I laughed inside cause I knew what he was saying and, and I understood it mentally. And I know Dotson heard him cause I heard him pretty clear and I heard him Dotson like, I could tell, I know Dotson heard him. So it's just one of those things now that you hear the coaches, like it's, it's crazy. And you hear the shots and how loud they are. The yeah. one thing that, the one thing I think, you know, we were talking about just in general, before I even came out of here, the judges could hear the commentating. So when you saw a lot of judges calls in Vegas, they're really off. So were the judges really watching the fight or were they just listening to the commentating? and agreeing with the commentator. So it was really interesting to see um, because you literally could hear Bisping or anybody commentated and you could hear right. it with the mic on the mat that like, or the, or the video cameras that, or the mic on like uh, in the octagon that actually take all the, you know, the sounds of getting hit and all that. So it's interesting to see what the judges, you know, what happens. I mean, the only fight, you know, the only two fights that were kind of, I don't judge differently um, were the Max Holloway fight here and the Rose Namanunos. I, I, you know, I thought she won both for both rounds the first and the second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was 20, a 29, 28 fight and Max, I actually thought it was a, you know, three, three, two, maybe even a four, one for him. And the way it went, I was just kind of surprised. So, but I don't know. It could, it could, I mean, it depends on what a judge is looking for. But definitely yeah. the Rose fight is one of the fights that I was like, yeah, no, Rose won the first two rounds. I, I don't know how they made it a split. That's what we were yeah. saying earlier. Um, and it, 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 the split decision and, uh, and, and also I thought the Holloway fight was, uh, you know, again, Volkanovski looked good, but I did think Holloway won. But you're right, that Rose one, that was a split decision was really bizarre to me. Yeah, didn't get it at all. So it's like, are they, you know, are they listening to the commentator or are they actually watching the fight, you know, and that's, it's a hard thing to do. Is that worrying you for, for your fight coming up about the way it's no, going to be judging? No, I just, okay. no, I, no, I think in my head without, you know, it's hard, it's hard for me to talk shit. My wife's like, you gotta be one way. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm like, but if I'm confident, it sounds like I'm cocky. Like I, I, I think Cody Stamen's good. I just think I'm better than him in every aspect. I'm not that he's not good, but I'm just better than him in the aspect. And I, even though he's, got a good amount of fights i've just been doing this way longer than he has you know i wasn't like a. I think he was a wrestler turned into you know fighting or something i think so i don't know but i've been doing this i've been doing martial arts since i was a kid since i was eight years old i've been fighting and training my whole life so it's a different where you have a life experience about it than when you started doing it right after college or when you were in college or something like that so just think it's a different perspective when you did it your whole life than that. Yeah, buddy. Uh, listen, we're looking forward to this fight on, uh, I guess Thursday morning for you, Wednesday night for us. Um, I'm happy for you that you got the fight. And, uh, you know, again, we were talking, we, we had a little bit of a moment of the thing cutting out. There's probably going to be uh, different opportunities for fights with all the crazy stuff that's been happening with travel and with people in their corners and what can happen, uh, you know, you may get a shot at a fight even sooner than you'd, you'd hope for. So, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping to come out of this fight injury free, so I could, if I'm good and everything goes well, I could get into another fight. Because I heard you say that, and then you cut right out afterwards, and 
I think anybody in the UFC needs to be ready at all yeah. times because someone yeah. could test positive for COVID or something could fall out and you just need to be ready. Just like Masvidal was ready. Yep. Um, I think if you had a longer training camp, it would have been a different outcome or it would have been even more of a fight, but he did a great job uh, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Um, listen, we'll talk to you as soon as the whole thing's over. I, I, w- I would love to hear from you, uh, you know, uh, as soon as the fight's done. And, uh, and good luck, man. You know, uh, we're behind you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Jim, you'll hear from me soon because once I get back, I'm setting up a date to open up the gym. Awesome. And then if you want to come, if you're back in the city, we could work out too and uh, do, some, do some mitts and stuff like we did before. I would love to. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm dying to get back to it. Uh, it got very addicting very fast. So, yeah, as soon as you're back, I'm back. Sounds good, man. I'll see you when I get back for sure. All right, Thank Jimmy. Have a safe trip Bye, and, uh, and good luck. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. Take care, guys. Thank you. You and I will be talking. I don't know when, if we're talking this week again or if it's going to be uh, sometime soon. But, you know, I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on when Matt is uh, not here. And even when he is here, we, we love when you come on. You're our- no, it's so much fun. It's, it's always good talking to you and, and talking fights, talking fight stuff, right? Yeah. Doing. And I'm very tired today. So thank you for filling in the gaps. I'm, I'm literally half asleep. I got two hours last night. So um, no one gives a shit, Jim. You're boring. So thank you very much, no. uh, Phoenix. It's always good having you on. Yes, Jim. Let's stay in touch, okay? Let me know if you need anything. Yes, and I will, uh, I will talk to you soon, and hopefully Matt Sarah is safe and having a good time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.